This is a download from wirelesstheatre.co.uk, recorded live at the Pleasance King Dome, Edinburgh. Couples who change the world. Adolf Hitler versus Henry Ford by Stuart Price. The motor car, the automobile, the vehicle, freedom, life on the road. It's something very familiar to all of us nowadays. But who would have thought just how bizarre the story of the birth of the motor car would have been? If we take an accurate look into the past, you may see some characters you've heard of before. But thankfully, they're all dead now, so none of them can sue. So sit back, toot your horn, and put your pedal to the metal as we go into... Overdrive. Next! 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 Ah, good afternoon, young man. Name, please? Henry James Ford, sir. Ah, thank you, Mr. Ford. I hope you haven't been waiting long. Well, sir, I, I arrived around noon yesterday and I've been in line ever since. <laughs> but it, it sure didn't dampen my enthusiasm for this. Actually, sir... Yeah, I didn't I... much care, boy. I was being polite. Oh. Are you ready? Ready as my grandma's apple pie after a morning in the oven. Where are your papers, boy? I wasn't given them yet. I, I'd assume when I come to the audition room, you'd... Um... You've been waiting around for two days and didn't think about picking up the lines and practicing? No, sir. Well, you're sure on your way to being a real actor then. Son, gone are the days when a handsome boy like you can just bulge out your eyes like a frog and pout next to a distressed princess. There's a new era in the cinematographic industry. Within a matter of months, all moving pictures will become talking pictures. Means you're gonna have to learn yourself some lines, huh? Train yourself a speaking voice of strength and clarity. Sound like something you can do? I would very much like to give it a try, Mr... Um... Hardy. Mr. Hardy. Here's the script for the scene. It's taken from this studio's forthcoming premiere speaking movie production. The working title is A Brutal Angel. And it centers around a group of friends from the lower east side of Manhattan over in the state of New York and how they get up to no good. But one of them, oh, young Paulie, he's got different ideas. In this scene, he's talking to his older priest about how to avoid looking soft without having to hurt anybody. Now, Paulie, he's smarter than the rest. Oh, and he's a handsome guy. His brains are his ticket out of there. But it's tough being part Italian in that town. Sounds great. Uh, uh, who am I reading for? For Polly. Great. I'll be the priest. Polly, so nice to see you, my child. Father? What brings you here? You look troubled. I am. Can you tell me what it is? No. Have you heard that a problem shared is a problem halved? Have you ever heard anyone say that, Polly? Yeah. I guess you don't want to talk to me for fear of getting yourself or one of your friends into trouble, am I right? Yeah. See, I hear a lot. Being a priest in this neighborhood and being around for as long as I have, I know a few things, know a few people. Answer me honestly. Is it what Benny Shushine did to Jimmy Lollipops? <laughs> yeah. In the Carmichael Alley a few days ago? Is that what it is? Because I'll tell you this, Polly. 
You're smarter than the rest. You're a handsome guy. Your brains are your ticket out of here. But it's tough being part Italian in this town. But it's much easier if you can open yourself up to somebody you can trust. A friend. And I'm a friend. And you can tell me anything. You can talk to me day and night. You can spill your guts for hours and hours and I'll listen to anything you gotta say. You can talk and talk and talk and I'll never get tired of it. I mean, ramble on about anything you like. Doesn't have to be what's on your mind. That can come later. Just the joy of having a guy to guy straight up settle this type of conversation. Do you understand me, Polly? <sighs> you know you can talk to me, right, Polly? Yeah. I knew your mother. Oh, your mother. She got the same eyes as you, Polly. Oh, we go way, 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 way back. I used to walk her home after school at the church at St. Anthony every Tuesday and Thursday because the other days I was helping my father out at his grocery store in the corner of Mavis and Third. So you've always been someone I've looked out for. You know that, don't you, Polly? Yeah, thanks. And you know I'd do anything for you, don't you, Polly? Yeah. Thanks. And you know my door is always open. Don't you, Polly? Yeah. Thanks. See you, Polly. Goodbye, Father. Oh. 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 You nailed it. B-E-A. Beautiful. Oh, I really think you got something, kid. What's your name again? It's Henry Ford, sir. Oh, I gotta say, I'm excited for you, Henry Ford. I think you got a really great career coming up in the movies. Oh, that's so swell of you to say that, Mr. Hardy. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, that I think this part could be perfect for me. I, I feel a real, I don't know, similarity with the character of Polly because well, I grew up in a poor family and I've always thought my brains were my ticket out, just, just like him. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad to hear it, son. As well as being an actor, you know, I, I, I'm also an inventor. Oh. I invent things. Maybe Polly could have something like that to his character. Oh, really? Oh, that's great. So what kind of things do you invent? Well, uh, I, at the moment, I'm working on something really cool. It's, it's like a horse, only uh, a lot better. Like better than a horse? What, like a camel? No, like, like a mechanical version. Wow. Um, you don't have to feed it. Well, well that's not true. You do, but, but not as much. You don't have to keep it warm at night, and, well, you don't have to clean up its poop off the sidewalk, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, that sounds great, son. Well, listen up. We'll be in touch, but we still have a couple of other options to look at. But don't you worry. Where can my assistant get hold of you? My details are right here, sir. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. No chance, kid. Two chippy dinners with fish, please, love. Salt and vinegar? Loads of salt on one, and loads of salt and loads of vinegar on the other. A pickled egg and two cans of Coke as well, please. Okay, love. That'll be half a crown, please. Got change for a three and six note? I want to use the gambler. Oh, it's out of the order, sorry. How comes you've got a three and six note? Yeah. Got a new job, haven't I? Oh, have you? Mm. How comes you left the milking parlour? Ah, fancy the change. I thought, Stevie... It's 1912. You're standing still, mate. You need to get a move on. Well, you know, it'll be 1915 and you'll be 30. Hey, it's a big wide world out there. So, I went down White Star and looks in the window. They've got a new ship coming out. It's called the Titanic. 
Boss name that. For Zachary. So I went in and she sailed soon. I'm in training. For what? I know. Bound to be boss, though. And I made up about seeing New York. That where it's sailing? Yeah. Excuse me, I would like some chips, please. Hold your horses, love. Two minutes for chips. Maybe I'll go down. Do they need anyone else? Dunno. I can ask. What can you do? I'm a pretty good doctor. What do you think? I can make bloody chips. That's boss. What you got on at the weekend? I am extremely hungry. Bloody hell, love, you must be. What can I get you? I would like to have one bag of these chips, please, and one battered sausage. It's Friday. Thank you. I am well aware of the day. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, because I'm guessing you're not from round here. Can't do battered sausage on a Friday. What your menu says is a battered sausage. There is no specification about today. Oh, come on, don't be daft. Just give him a battered sausage. Don't start with me either. You know the drill. It'll pollute me frying oil. And I can't have to change that. And I'm trying to run a business here. Well, I don't mind. Anyone else mind if the sausage goes in the oil? No, no, I don't mind. Well, I haven't got any ready. I can wait, of course. Just get one out of the bloody fridge and stick it in the oil. Here, you, come over here and sit down. Obviously, you're not from round here and you need a little more Liverpoolian hospitality. What's your name? It's Adolf. Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler? Are you from that London? No, I am come from the land of Germany. I study at your university. How do you find Liverpool, Adolf? It is confusing to me. For example, why can I not have the battered sausage? It's Friday. We're all Catholics here. Friday is fish only, no meat. So everybody gets a chippy dinner. That's why the queue's round the library and back. I see, that is very interesting. Where are you going to eat your dinner? At the university campus halls of residence. Tonight we have a party for the week of the freshers. Perhaps you would like to come with me? Where? To the party? I don't know. Why not? Well, how do I know if you're a nice bloke? That you will have to find out for yourself. <clears throat> I didn't start out this rich, this powerful, this handsome. Humble beginnings, just a farm boy from Idaho who came to California to find fame and fortune. When I arrived here, I wanted to be a movie actor. You believe that? I went from audition to audition and had every kind of door slammed in my face, but I didn't give up. Know why? America. I'm a good American. It doesn't take much to be an American, but it takes strength, character, diligence, hard darn work to be a good American. All you have to do to be an American is dock at Ellis Island with a sick grandma, hat for begging. But the good American, he builds for the future. He builds for himself and for his fellow good Americans. And today, this humble motor company is making a declaration to the whole free world. We are giving back. And it gives me great pleasure to give you the Ford Mondeo. Our goal is to have one of these motor vehicles parked on every single driveway of every single home in the United States of America. Built with precision, love, expertise, 1920 will be the year of the Mondeo.
will be the year of the Mondeo. This is fucking Ford guy. Have you seen him, Ava? And the wireless with this pretentious shit. Anyone would think he invented the motor car. I thought he did invent it. Hold still while I soap you up. I don't understand why you want to shave me. You're not a studie anymore, Adolf. And nobody's going to take you seriously with a beard. But if I clean shave, I look like I'm a younger ein Kind, Eva. Well, I was thinking of maybe keeping some in a nice style. Let me do it and stop moaning. Have you seen the picture of his Mondeo in the papers? I think it's quite nice. Probably some stupid American muscle car with the enormous boot and a giant flat bonnet. They are all the same, those American cars. Okay, soap to the max. Now, you need to hold still while I shave. How did it go today, anyway? With me running you a bath and designing your moustache, I didn't get a chance to ask. Oh, so, so. At the moment, nobody wants to listen to my ideas because perhaps they are a little too radical. Look up. I think you have excellent ideas. I especially love your idea about every German family owning a little motor car. Sounds like you and the guy off the radio have a few things in common. Yes, but it is not just motor cars. It is something for the people of this fatherland to dream about. My idea for the ministry is that all families will go together for several weeks of each year to a special place to relax and spend time without working in the factory or at the mill. What will they do there? Sleep together beneath the stars in specially allocated sections, in tents with a barbecue. All the little ones jump in the motor car and go for holidays. I put it all together in my manifesto. Mine camping. And presented it to them, but they would not listen. Sounds like a lovely idea. But where's the money going to come from? After the war, everybody's broke. Not my problem. Okay, finished. Wanna see? I think I like this. I'm gonna put the dinner on. Want to read the paper? Thank you. Ach, meine Liebe! Schweine! What is it? This Mondeo. He has stolen my design. Are you sure? How? It all began when I was backpacking around California in my gap year. You were busy pecking prunes in a cannery because unlike me, you came from a poor family. I had decided to take a few nights in San Francisco so I could take in its beauty. I mean, after all, I love cruelty and architecture, but only a true genius would put a maximum security prison in the middle of a tourist harbor. I never tired of sailing pest in the boat and throwing bladeless hacksaws over the fences just to tease. Then, at night, the club scene would come alive. So, Germany, huh? It's far away. Brings you to Cali. Well, I decided that after studying art, I would like to go to a place where I could clear my mind before going back to Europe. Plus, I have always had a fondness for cowboys. Me too. And what do you do, Mr... Call me... Mustang. Mustang. Unusual. Mustang what? Mustang... Fiesta. Is your name really Mustang Fiesta? Sounds fake. And Adolf Hitler sounds like a real name. Adolf is quite common in Germany. Not for long, I'd imagine. So, what do you do? Well, I'm a pool cleaner between uh, acting jobs. I want to be in the movies. Movies. What is this movies? Moving pictures, entertainment, 
been trying to get ahead in the industry, but it's getting harder and harder for good Americans to get parts. Why is that? America's changing. Not for the good, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to make my fortune anyway. How is that? I have an idea. I'm going to revolutionize America. Jetzt sprechen Sie meine Sprache. What? Uh, excuse me. Now you're speaking my language. I also wish to enact huge changes in my home country. Well, I'd love to hear more about that, Adolf. But uh, first, why don't you let me get you another pina colada? We talked long into the night about our ideas for the design of a replacement to the common horse. We wanted every home to have one on its drive. At that time, you see, Ava, driveways were just empty expenses of tarmac with very little purpose that took up space on an otherwise perfect front garden. We compared modern technologies for combustion engines, made drawings on napkins for the shapes of our cars, and then he took me into the men's room and I danced in his mouth. You never told me about that. Come on, it was 1913. Life was a cabaret. My design was based on the abdomen and the thorax of the steg beetle. I called it the beetle. Curvaceous, aerodynamic, and beautiful. And he's stolen it. Do you have anything, anything at all, that might prove you designed the car with him? Or even just something that proves you met him? I probably have a little DNA left on my backpack. How about an address? Uh, we mainly wore cowboy costumes. No, for where he lives. Even if I did, I cannot prove it. He told me his name was Mustang Fiesta. How do I even know if it's him? Hmm. I tell you what to do. Get back on the drawing board and get that beetle made. Make it powerful. Make it wonderful. And show those Americans anything they can do, we can do better. You're right. And Ava, that's exactly what I intend to do. Come in. <clears throat> you wanted to see me, Mr. Ford. Sit down, guy. Listen, I don't think I'm comfortable having this conversation with you without my fellow union leaders present. You don't know what I want to speak to you about yet. You wish to try and influence me so that I will stop the workers striking next week over low pay, high staff turnover, and long hours. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That is so not what I wanted to speak to you about. Okay. What did you want to talk to me about then? I don't know. Just maybe get to know you. It's good to know your enemy. Oh, I didn't realize I was your enemy, sir. I thought I was one of your highest rated and most experienced automotive engineers. Oh, of course. I meant enemy in the friendly context. Rival? Yeah. Rivals. On the battlefield, yeah. You are a billionaire owner of the fifth largest manufacturing company on the planet. I make $100 a month. If this is a battlefield, then I am most certainly David. Well, then that makes me Achilles. Yeah? And your union is my heel. I must fashion a heel shield made of steel to stop the slings and arrows of your outrageous treachery. It makes you Goliath. It makes you an asshole. But don't worry. You needn't think I don't have your little vote covered. Our vote is our constitutional right as an American citizen to march out of these gates if you are not prepared to negotiate better terms for our workforce. Oh, I'm quite prepared for your fire and brimstone rabble-rousing, my friend. I built this company with my bare hands. Came from nothing. 
Started out with just my acting talent and my mechanical engineering skills. And I carved these vehicles out of my flesh and blood, design by design. Rumor has it, sir, that you stole them from an odd-looking German in a San Francisco gay bar. And that's all you have? Rumor. By the time this vote comes around, I'll have pulled the rug right from under you. Oh, really? Yeah, really. And how'd you plan on doing that? Monday evening, day before the ballot box is open and every Billy Blue Collar in this factory casts his vote, I'm gonna make a few announcements. You realize you have to fully disclose all labor strategy to the union representatives prior to a vote. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Nothing will give me greater pleasure. The day before your precious vote, I'm gonna make three announcements. One, all workers will receive a mandatory pay rise, bringing them to an even $5 per day. Two, all working hours will be brought in line with the management's eight hours per day maximum shift. And three, pensions for everybody. <laughs> yeah, let's see who wins this vote on Monday now, shall we? Uh, okay, I suppose we... Battle commence then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this ends tonight. <laughs> Not so smart now, Mr. Mr. Smart Guy. Lost for words. Didn't suspect my nefarious chicanery. You're certainly a worthy adversary, sir. You better believe it now. Run along. What is this? Little letter addressed to me. Postmark from Bavaria. I didn't order any pornography. It was handwritten. Dear... Ha! Go on! Cheer for your weak leader! Dear... Dear Mr. Fort, as a long-time admirer of your business prowess, I have decided that I would like to do some research into your life and discovered that at one time you were to become the world's most gifted actor. I must say it gave me such pleasure to imagine you treading on boards. Here in Germany, we treasure the skill of the actor above anything else. Consider the reception given to the great actors of the German stage, Gertrud von Rumenhoff, Schaften der Spiegeltent, and not to mention Karl Heinz Rummenigger. I run a magnificent theater right here in cultural Berlin and would be honored to have you come to perform at our 200th anniversary special. We are doing a cut-down version of Les Mis and I want to offer you the part not of... Not Les Mis, and certainly not a cut-down version. Why not? Musical theater is a specific theatrical discipline with a legacy stretching back generations and a place in global popular culture that should be enshrined. It's not just something any old self-obsessed cunt with an overfingered fringe or an underfingered minge can do just because the mood takes them, no matter how many versions of songs for a new world may be at the festival. Ford was a screen actor. Offer him something screeny. We would like to offer you the part of... I, I can't think of anything. What was the film with the little funny man who gets obsessed with Mary Poppins at a beach and tries to win her affections? Ten? Nine... I don't remember. I'll make something up. Ah, Mr. Ford. We, we want, want to, to offer you a part in a new movie film about a little car with a big personality. The little car is a beetle called Herman. Herman is an amazing feat of engineering from Bavaria. He's the fastest car on four wheels, and together with his daring driver, they get into the kind of mischief you wouldn't believe. Sally! Get me a ticket to Germany. So, 
What do you think, Ava? Oh, it's wonderful. You finished? The first ever beetle? So curvaceous? It's quite sexy, I think. And it looks nothing like a beetle. Would you like to get in? Yeah. Oh, so comfortable. And what's that smell? Oh, don't look at me. No, it's incredible. Like nothing I've ever sampled before. Yes, it is a combination of the soft leather tanning solution used in the creation of the upholstery and the residue from the clear lacquer that protects the paint. It's so unique. Everyone will want that new car smell. Yes, indeed, but don't breathe too deep. It's highly toxic. It's, it's got all the mod cons. Sat-nav? What's sat-nav? It tells you how to get where you are going. And if you want, you can even set it to have a funny voice, like Yoda or me. So where are we going? Where do you want to go? I don't care. Take me anywhere. Take me to Bremen. Okay, let's go to Bremen. Yeah, let's go. Turn it on. Don't you have to start it somehow? Yes, um, look, I designed it. I didn't say I knew how to drive it. Well, there must be some instructions. What's in there? I think that's the concealed guns and ammunitions box. No, it's for gloves. Ah, yes, it's, it's the glove box. I remember they told me that. Here's something. Grace's hits of Jive Bunny on cassette. Save that for later. Okay, here we go. Manual. To start engine, turn key. Oh, listen to her purr. Dippet plush. So, sorry, sorry, my fault. It's the one on the left. Put gear stick into first position. Oh, be careful, you'll strip the bloody Gestaffen. I'm doing my best. Don't have a go at me all the time. Sorry, sorry, okay. Slowly lift the clutch until the beetle starts to move. By slowly, I meant lift it gently, not just take your foot off altogether. Will you please leave me alone? I have never done this before, and you keep telling me off rather than helping me, and it's really hurting my feelings. I'm not telling you off. I'm trying to teach you how to drive, and if you're going to get all emotional every time I give you a simple instruction, then we'll never get to Bremen at this rate, will we, Adolf? Adolf! Oh, I'm sorry. Come back. Come on, let's try again. I'll have you say sorry. Sorry, Adolf. You promise that you'll speak to me nicely. I'll speak to you nicely. And you'll strap one on and peg me? I'll always strap one on and peg you, love. You know that. Shall we try again? It's important you learn because the American will be here any day now. And who better to prove to him that your car is superior than you? Imagine the look on his face when you drive up to him in your beetle and he recognises you and all the guilt floods over his face when he knows you're onto him. That he stole your design and became hugely successful because of you. The thought of that should drive you on. I'm ready, Ava. So, this is Berlin. <laughs> Enchanting. Surrounded by concrete. This is our underground car park. My husband built it so we would be protected from overly inflated parking charges in central Berlin. Its location is a closely kept secret. 
So nice to make your acquaintance, Mr. Ford. Well, hello. And who are you? I'm Ava. Adolf will be here very soon. Adolf? That name sounds familiar. It's quite common here, although it's quickly becoming less trendy. Your accent, it's magnificent. What's it from? Oh, <laughs> thank you. It's Liverpool. <laughs> we met when he was over at university. Liverpool University? Hmm. I once met a guy on a gap year from Liverpool University. But the memory escapes me. I think the way you speak is wonderful, ma'am, and perhaps later I can take you out in my... Mondeo! <gasps> it's got anti-lock brakes, heated rear windscreen, and color match bumpers. Oh, I've seen it in the pictures. Heard about it from the wireless. Or oh, never seen one in the flesh. <gasps> Your Mondeo is breathtaking, Mr. Ford. What do you say we take it for a spin? <gasps> it's wonderful to welcome you to our humble city, Mr. Ford. Break, break, break. Can't get the hang of the shrine. You've met my lover. Your face, so familiar. You remind me of a man I blew in a San Francisco gay bar. Feels like a lifetime ago. Mr. Ford was just showing me his Mondeo. Not mine, ma'am. Yours. <sighs> I bring this as a gift to you. Thanks, but we already have a car. See, it's a Beetle. It's very popular amongst us university students. Did you go to university? I went to the University of Life, Mr. Hitler. Oh, did you? How did you get in? Did you have to get three A-levels from the College of Experience? A few GCSEs from the school have been there, done that? Go to primary school filled with talking owls who passed on their ancient wisdom to you. Or rather, you stole your wisdom from them. Oh, let's stop with all the chit-chat and head for a bit of tea, shall we? Lead the way. So... After all these advances, where do we go from here? Do we rest on our laurels? Not us. Next out of the lab, we're developing this cutting-edge technology. I mean, it's serious stuff. We call it four-wheel drive. Essentially, we transmit all the power equally to all four wheels, thus increasing traction during both braking and cornering under acceleration. Excuse me, could I have a top-up of wine, please? Fill her up. Go on. I mean, this stuff could be huge. It's almost ready to go on our next range of cars. What are you going to call them, hmm? How about Mustang? Or maybe Fiesta? Please do go on, Mr. Ford. Yes, do. Well, actually, I, I wanted to hear more about this film. I mean, that's why you invited me here, right? I'm keen to get started. There comes a time in a man's life when his success... Ah, my lieb, is everything a fucking eulogy with you people? What? You don't like to place the importance of what you're saying into context with rhetorical gravitas when you speak? No, we're fucking German. We just tell you what we want to fucking say. You must excuse him, Mr. Ford. He's under a lot of pressure with the film. Are you in it too? No. I am in it too. I'm your fucking nemesis is what I am. You may be the most loved racing driver in all of Europe in this story, but I'm the bestest. You drive with heart and spirit, and I with cold, calculating efficiency. In a few short weeks, we are filming the final race sequence. You in your Mondeo, and me in my Beetle. 
I thought the beetle was the hero's car. Oh, who cares? The only thing that matters is who crosses the line first. See you tomorrow, Schweinhund. Okay. Never forget what you learned at drama school. Those vital lessons will help you with the nerves when you're wound tighter than a spring. Okay. Chew the big toffee. Chew the big toffee. That's it. Now make a really small, make a small toffee. That's a big toffee. Yeah. I dipshit. Why don't you try acting? Ignore him. He's just trying to psych you out. Motivation? Win the race at all costs. Adolf, remember, you can't outrun him, but you have to try and keep up. Under the bonnet of that Mondeo is a 1.6 diesel engine fuel injected with a five-speed gearbox, enough power to pull a 15-foot caravan right over the mid-Pyrenees. Stay in his slipstream, and when the time is right, just as he starts around the last bend, I'll blow his tires with my Luger, and you'll finish ahead of him. The whole world will see the Beetle beat the Mondeo, and he'll be finished. I'm ready, Ava. And action! What a hunk of junk! Ah, it's you, my nemesis. You may be the fastest racer ever lived, but here in my Herman, it's just me, him, and a big bucket of heart. You can keep your bucket of heart. We are racing for pinks. Pinks? That's right. Pink slips. Ownership papers. Whatever you say. Gentlemen, are you ready? Three, two, one, go! Good evening. I didn't expect to see you again tonight. Aren't you going to invite me in? Ah, I'm glad. The room's adequate. I gave instructions. It's very nice. With a wonderfully stocked bar. Would you like anything? What are you having? Pina colada. Sounds good. I'll have one. So where's your husband? Adolf. Oh, he's not my husband. He's my lover. We never married. Some would say wise. Some would say, why wait? Why rush? If you love someone, you should want to spend the rest of your life with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's all this talk about love? Why are you here, Ava? Does a girl need a reason? Usually, yeah. Maybe I'm not like other girls. Oh, I can tell that. I've never been this close to an American. Really? You ever touched one? Like this? <gasps> well, see, if I'm America, then your finger on my shirt and button, that makes your finger Cuba. Oh, really? And what if I put my hand on your shoulder? Like this? Well, I'd say now 
That makes you more like Mexico. What? And what's next? Well, next, how about I make you Canada? What's this? That's my Florida, baby. Okay, the ever pulse. Transfer her to her bed. What happened in this case? We don't know the details yet. Looks like some kind of car race gone wrong. These kids, when will they learn? Who drivers didn't make it? Just this woman who was apparently stood on the starting line. Hear me, young lady. We are going to do everything we can to try and save you. She's a goner. No way she'll make it. God in heaven. What is it? She is pregnant. We have to save this child. Come on. You have been listening to Hitler vs. Ford, Adolf Hitler and Henry Ford by Stuart Price, with Adam Hall, James Parks, Morak Sims, Nina Milnes, Michael Bowdy, and Jackie Fong on the keys. Your sound team were Malcolm Thorpe and Gareth Brown, produced by Maria Ronaker Temple, Emily Best, and George Maddox, and directed by David Beck. Visit wirelesstheatre.co.uk to download this and hundreds of other award-winning radio plays. Dankeschön. <laughs>